The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Going to be joined by Will Kane in the next segment. I uh, hope all of you have been hanging out with us. If you haven't, uh, we have been breaking down all of the allegations against uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, I think in probably the smartest way you're going to find anywhere in the media in hour one. I talked about how I would be addressing this situation right now if I were Rusty Harden, the attorney advising uh, Deshaun Watson, how I would assess the overall landscape. Start of hour two, I talked about the plaintiff's attorney. We've also talked with Shannon Spake and with John McClain, who has been covering the NFL for 45 years. He's with the Houston Chronicle. He covers the Houston Texans and does a fantastic job down there. And oh, by the way, I don't envy his job at all. You want to talk about a difficult and fraught issue to be writing about every day. Uh, Dozens, potentially, of women alleging sexual assault and also a high-profile black quarterback. This is the intersection of uh, two different cultures of victimization here, frankly, where a lot of times you hear hashtag believe all women. Uh, A lot of people are being silent about believing all women because they are fans of Deshaun Watson or fans of his team or his quarterback play. 
And meanwhile, a lot of times you hear people have to talk about black quarterbacks in the NFL with kid gloves because everybody is afraid that whatever you might say is going to somehow upset people uh, because of the history of discrimination against black quarterbacks. And so you have two different identities here, which are difficult to determine who is telling the truth. But I got to be honest with you, the more and more of these cases that build up, the worse that it looks for Deshaun Watson. Because we are long since past he said, she said. And at its most basic level, I think a lot of you out there have to be asking the same kind of question that I'm asking. How many massages is this dude getting? Right? I mean, we've got right now over two dozen I think is the latest number, according to the plaintiff's attorney, who are saying that they felt sexually assaulted by Deshaun Watson. And this doesn't feel like some sort of, hey, I'm a pro athlete and I need a really good massage to make sure that I'm able to perform at a high level. He's reaching out to random women on Instagram and asking them to massage him, and he's not sticking with the same masseuse. Right, I want you to think about this from from this perspective with me. I'm going to probably break this down for you a little bit of time tomorrow. Athletes are very often creatures of habit. There is, I bet, not a single athlete out there, hardly at all, who finds a personal trainer that they like and switches from one personal trainer to another on a day-to-day basis. Just about every quarterback out there, every athlete out there who's working out in their offseason, they find a personal trainer that they like and they stick with them and they work with them all the time. That's because their performance is what gets them paid. They want somebody that they are incredibly comfortable with, that is very skilled, and that is able to get them to the apex of their ability. I think everybody out there listening to me right now would understand that. And probably, by the way, even if you're not a professional athlete, I bet you don't jump from one gym to another on a day-to-day basis. You probably find a gym that you like, they got the right equipment, they do what you need to try and stay in shape, and you go to that same gym all the time. You're not jumping around from one place to another. So I use that as this analogy. This is not some sort of therapeutic massage because if it were that, then Deshaun Watson would find somebody who is the best at giving him a massage to get him ready and his muscles looser and able to play better than anybody else and he would go back to that person time after time. I guarantee you that the Houston Texans have masseuses that work with the team that can take care of players if they have hamstring issues or calf issues or have parts of their bodies, back, shoulders, whatever it might be that they need to get worked out, they're going to go and give the player the ability to rehab to the best of their ability. What Deshaun Watson was doing was picking different women, it appears, every time he was getting a massage. And if it were just a massage, that would be weird behavior, probably. Because it doesn't make sense that you would want, as a $100 million athlete, why would you be paying somebody 
if you're legitimately trying to get a massage that you've never had a massage for, you frankly don't know if they can do a good job or not. I don't want, if I'm making $100 million a year and I'm trying to get my body in the best condition it possibly can be in, I don't want a brand new trainer every time I go into the gym because that trainer doesn't know what I'm capable of. He doesn't know what my maxes are. He doesn't know how high I can jump on a box. He doesn't know that I've got a little bit of a tweaked hamstring and on my left side, and that's impacting how hard I can work out on any given day. He doesn't know that I'm necessarily coming off of a surgery. No athlete out there who is a high-profile athlete is paying for a new personal trainer every time. This was not about Deshaun Watson getting healthy while getting massages this to me when you look at the evidence every woman is new he's flying in masseuses that he finds on instagram from different states he's locking the door according to the allegations and saying that he's basically nude and then according to these uh lawsuits he's asking for sexual favors during the workout this doesn't feel in any way like a massage that is connected to him being a better athlete like a personal training relationship would be all of these women telling similar stories is an awful look for Deshaun Watson and what Deshaun Watson needs to be concerned about the most in my opinion is certainly not the NFL personal conduct investigation It's not even these civil lawsuits that exist right now, even as bad as they are making him look. It is the fact that there may be criminal investigations that are unspooling as we speak right now and could lead to even more legal peril for Deshaun Watson. And frankly, I think most people in the sports media out there are doing a horrible job of covering this story and are not giving you and the general public an intelligent examination of these facts in a manner that befits the seriousness of the story. So that's what we're trying to do every single day. Up next, we'll talk with Will Kane about some of the failures that are existing right now in the sports media in general. But that is what we are focused on as we move forward. Will Kane will join us next. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended 
fit installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. We are talking to Will Kane at night because he's such a big-timer. He is up 
in New York City right now this week sitting in on Fox and Friends. And I'm going to dive into that in, in a moment here, Will. But first of all, we got a lot of listeners in New York. Uh, and I'm curious, a lot of people out there who would ordinarily maybe make New York City a part of their spring or summer rotation, what does it feel like in Manhattan? Does it feel like things are starting to get to, back to normal? You're staying in a hotel up there while you do the show. What's the vibe? You know, it does feel like it's starting to get back to normal. The bars and restaurants are open. There's people inside. There's certainly people on the street because the weather is nice. The biggest difference, I think, in New York today and living in a place like Texas where I've moved is honestly it's the mask compliance and pressure. Now, look, I'm against mask mandates. I'm for mask responsibility. And common sense would tell you you don't need to wear a mask in a small town in Texas. And you might in New York City, but that sort of someone's looking over your shoulder vibe and feel. And every time you walk into some place, oh, yeah, where's my mask is much more pronounced in New York than a place like Texas. You know, it's interesting. Uh, they've done away with the, ma- the mask mandate in the state of Tennessee, I think. I'm not even sure that there was officially one, but I'm coaching Little League Baseball with my 10-year-old. So last night we had a uh, practice for a couple of hours, and then I told him, hey, we'll go get dinner after practice. And uh, if, uh, if you want, we'll go get ice cream too, right? In the little, uh, I live in a part of Nashville called uh, Franklin, which is about 18 miles south of town uh, for people who are familiar with Franklin, Tennessee. Really cool little downtown, walkable, whatever else. And because we were playing baseball, I didn't have my mask uh, you know, with us at all, and he didn't have his. We're outside on a field. And by the way, I am so glad to have baseball back, both major leagues and everywhere else. But last year about this time, we started Little League Baseball season, and then they just shut down the season before we were able to play a game. And then we've been able to play pretty much every other sport, which I'm sure your kids have been able to do in Texas too. But it's wild to me how many people living in different parts of the country have basically had sports shut down for their kids everywhere, right? Like we missed one baseball season. Otherwise, we played flag football, we played soccer, we played uh, basketball, and now we're back into baseball season, which is cool. But it's wild to me the number of kids who have missed a year And I talked to all the parents who were standing around talking, coaching. A lot of these kids haven't played baseball now in two years because they didn't necessarily play fall ball. And I'm just thinking, you know, that was kind of a moment for me because that's the only sport that's been shut down for that long where I live in Tennessee. But there's lots of kids out there who haven't had that opportunity. And that's just a massive loss to your average kid, right? I mean, to take away effectively for many kids over a full year of being able to play sports and the lessons you learn, not to mention school and everything else. I mean, this is just such an absolute failure of American public policy on so many levels, but we talk about sports and it certainly is one in the world of sports as well. You do a good job of reminding me of the parts of New York that aren't back to normal. My kids are still in school in New yeah. York City because that school is 100% dedicated this year to being remote. That's, That's not right. normal. And I will tell you, their soccer team that they were a part of for years is still stopping and starting and dealing with citywide shutdowns of this facility or that facility. So it's impossible to get a season going. I do want to say, before you move on to your next question, I'm familiar with Franklin, Tennessee. I do know it's sort of the seat of power. So you want to talk about big timers. Franklin, Tennessee, (laughs) south of Nashville, runs that state. And here's why I know. You and I texted last week about our spring breaks. I spring break where you live. So I go to Tennessee, and my friends in East Tennessee, where guys like Lamar Alexander are from, lament 
that the seat of power has moved to right there south of Nashville. Williamson County has got the governor and uh, basically two different senators uh, statewide, which is where I live, the county right south of Nashville. And it is a nice place to live, but that is where it used to be that there was, uh, for people out there who are kind of political junkies, there was a pretty diverse group of where people would be elected from. In the state of Tennessee, Shelby County, which is Memphis, tends to be the Democratic stronghold. Nashville is a kind of a Democratic stronghold. Uh, East Tennessee is Republican, and, and sort of the surrounding communities around Nashville would be kind of the toss-up region. Now it's obviously a very red state, uh, but it is interesting. And by the way, the story I was telling was we finished baseball practice, and I'm going out to get something to eat, and I realize that we don't have the mask in the car or whatever else. And mm. uh, and it felt – I didn't know if they were going to, like, refuse service to us or whatever else, and I'm not going to be one of those people who throws a fit either way. But it felt good to walk into an ice cream parlor, be able to get a couple of scoops of ice cream, and just sit outside and uh, and and totally feel like 100% normalcy. Now, it hasn't felt that crazy in Tennessee to begin with, uh, but with baseball going on and then being able to just take a kid out and get ice cream, uh, that definitely felt like a fun night uh, for a dad and a son just to be able to hang out. And it feels like you're living amongst people who still have common sense and still some sense of grace. Yes. In other words, you lost your mask. You don't have your mask at this moment. We don't have to throw a major fit about it. Let's move on. Everyone's going to be okay. We're in places like New York. It's like an absolute and a moral failing if you don't have yes. your mask. We're talking to Will Kane. You can follow him on Twitter at Will Kane Fox and Friends this mornings uh, as well as all mornings this week, usually on the weekend. Uh, how do you like – one of the challenges of anybody who does early mornings and you do it on the weekends and now you're doing it during the week what is the first thing that goes through your mind when your alarm goes off at 4 a.m in the pitch black wherever you might be (laughs) they're not pleasant thoughts man it's usually something like this it's I am going to bed earlier tonight and by earlier I tell myself I'm going to bed at seven yeah and I will tell you, I fail that every time. Every time. That's the NCAA tournament. I'm not getting to bed any before 9.30 during the tournament. But even when it's not the tournament, it's hard. Now with daylight savings, it's still light outside. By 8, you're telling yourself, I probably should, but the rest of the world's still awake. It's hard to go to sleep when you can get yourself a full eight hours. That's the first thing I think when I fail. It is, amen, the biggest – I don't mind the morning – like the alarm going off in the morning and we've been doing this show for five years now i'm kind of used to that to me the bad part is when you're laying in bed and a game goes into overtime or you just can't fall asleep and you look back at your clock and you start counting back the number of hours of sleep that you're actually going to get that to me is the part that's bad like the wake up time i'm like i i always think a lot and i'm sure a lot of people who get up as early as we do oh i'm gonna go to bed early or later tonight i can't wait to uh to lay down and not have to worry about the alarm going off but the the time that is the worst to me is when you don't immediately fall asleep and you start looking back like i have a, a clock that projects onto the wall in my bedroom and you're there and you start counting down the hours, you're like, okay, I'm going to get three and a half hours. Okay, and now I'm going to get three. Uh, or you lay in bed and don't immediately fall asleep. That, to me, is Well, do you take part. anything? No. I'm, I'm going to be real. I take, take melatonin. Mel- melatonin? Yes. My, yeah. it, the melatonin stuff never really worked for me, and, and I don't now. I'm not a huge caffeine guy. I try not to have any caffeine after, like, you know, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. 
uh, which is probably too late to be doing it, but we got the Black Rifle Coffee stuff, so I'll pop a little bit of that in the morning. And then a lot of times, the tough part about the toughest part about my day over the last five years, as you well know, it takes a lot of energy to do television or radio well. And so mm-hmm. the fact that mine are so separated, so I've got early morning radio and then I've got afternoon TV. If I could go yeah. into, you know, morning radio into morning TV and then I'd have like a normal schedule, but there's about eight hours from the time when I sign off at, you know, nine o'clock Eastern until I come on at five o'clock Eastern where I have to, you know, be waiting to do TV as opposed to be basically done with my day. Yeah, so I know you tweet all day, and you've got your Periscope show, so you're not relaxing. I don't know if no. you're getting a, a lift in there somewhere, or what you're doing during that I try time. To go, I try to go into the gym. Yeah, as soon as I finish the morning show, I try to hit the gym, get a good, uh, get a good workout in there. And then, uh, and then, but then the day is just kind of like I lose control of them. So that's, that's the biggest challenge uh, is – and so I always like to ask other people who are getting up in the morning – you know, kind of what their procedure or process is by which they do that um, and how it impacts you. The biggest mistake, I'll say this, and I haven't been doing it as long as you, I don't think, but the biggest mistake is if I lay down in the middle of the day. Like I say to myself, I'm going to get a quick rest in here because then time starts slipping away from me. You know, it's like I'll waste it on things that I shouldn't be wasting it on. So you just got to stay in motion. That's the thing I feel like. Go to the gym, do the next project, go do the next TV hit, whatever. If you stay in motion, you're fine. If you sit down and relax, you're done. I also learned this in law school um, because you're busy in law school, and that was the first time I'd ever really been busy. And in, and in retrospect, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, until you have kids, you aren't actually that busy. So for all the single guys out there or girls uh, who are listening right now and they're like, oh, I'm working so much, I'm so super busy. No, you're not, right? But I thought I was really busy in law school because you're trying to do the briefs and you're trying to read all the different uh, assignments and make sure that you're on the ball for class the next day and everything else. Um, and so I started then I read somewhere and I do think it's accurate that the right time for a nap is like a 25 minute nap. So uh, on a decent number of days, I'll lay down for like 25 minutes, set my alarm. That's as long as I'll do it. Uh, and that doesn't manage to make me feel awful because I do find if you lay down for a nap and you don't get to sleep as long as you want, you wake up feeling worse. And so that 25 minute nap is kind of like a punch. It helps. Wait a minute, and I don't know that your listeners signed up for this conversation, but where'd you go to law school again? Vanderbilt. You went to Vanderbilt, which is a great law school. Um, I went to the University of Texas. Um, I found law school to be a different experience than the one you just described. Man, I had a ball. Like, well, let's, let me- let's say law school is a three-month semester, right? Yeah. For two months – I had a ball. I was on Austin, Texas. I was on 6th Street. I was probably 50, 60, 70% chance I made it to class. Uh, UT has a big law school, so you're, you're, and they're not taking attendance or anything like that. It's just sort of like, hey, it's on you if you want to do well. Yeah. And what, so on the flip side, what it was was a month then of I didn't leave the library. So I was cramming, reading outlines, reading cases. Yeah. But for two months, it was awesome, and I was busier in college. I, I played water polo in college, so I was up at 5 a.m. to get morning practice in. I had afternoon practice, so I had to jam a ton to my college. Law school, that was a party, man. Yeah, so I think law school was the best three years of my life. I had so much fun with it. But that yeah. first year of law school, I'd never been a nap guy before. 
that first year of law school, I was trying to read all of the assignments because you really don't know. I mean, and I always say like to my kids, it takes a while to figure out what the pace at which you need to run is. And then once you realize what that pace is, by my third year of law school, I didn't even buy books. I mean, I legitimately <laughs> did not you have a single outline. book. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I just like chilled. I mean, I absolutely, I mean, I loved all three years at Vanderbilt. But that first semester, I was like, man, this is, this is a, there's a lot they're throwing at us and all the reading and everything else. And so uh, anyway, that's when I learned like, hey, a 25-minute nap can, uh, can make a difference. But I still think that that's kind of the key out there. If you can uh, lay down for 25 minutes, if you're working super hours or you're getting up super early in the morning or whatever it might be, makes a big difference. Uh, All right, big story out there. I'm curious what you think about this story. I've been writing and talking a lot about it. Deshaun Watson, the number of accusers continues to grow. You're a Texan. Uh, You may even have had some experience with these guys before. Rusty Harden, big-time criminal defense attorney for athletes. He's had Roger Clemens. He's had Adrian Peterson, among others. Uh, And then you've got Tony Busby, who is one of these big, you know, larger-than-life plaintiff lawyer characters who is now representing, I think, 14 official lawsuits have been filed. He says 24 women have said that they've been victims of sexual assault from Deshaun Watson. How do you assess a story like this? And do you think, my argument is, that this is one of the areas where sports media fails in many respects because so much of the way that we cover stories are about identity politics-laden issues, even in sports. And when you've got, on one hand, 14 different women, the majority of whom are minority, according to uh, Tony Busby, And then on the other side, you've got a black quarterback in Deshaun Watson. It's like people don't really know how to analyze this story because there isn't an easy villain and there isn't an easy hero. The victim ideology is all messed up. Do you buy into that being a particular challenge in the era in which we live now with sports media? Okay, a couple of things. You're exactly right on Rusty Harden and Tony Busby. There is, in Texas, a real culture of the celebrity lawyer, and they are two of the celebrity lawyers. If you want to know one of the most famous celebrity lawyers in Texas, his name is Joe Jamail, and he was the plaintiff's attorney in the famous Texaco versus Pennzoil case where he made, I think, $300 million in contingency fees. Wow. Yeah. And if you want to see a fun video, go to YouTube and look up Texas-style depositions. Joe Jamail did have the Texas Longhorns field named after him because he paid for it up until this Black Lives Matter movement in the past six months, and they renamed it, I believe, Earl Campbell, Ricky Williams Field, something like that. But back to the point at hand, Clay, you and I, I think, and I don't know this because we've only met in person once, but I think we have different personalities, but we have very similar points of view. I think we're lockstep on this, and I've noticed over our careers we're often in the same place on these types of issues. I am a big believer in innocent until proven guilty. I'm a big believer in benefit of the doubt. I do not try people in the media by accusation. I just won't do it. I think it's wrong, and I think it has a horrible track record of success. When I was at ESPN, I saw it happen over and over and again. And the reason why is exactly as you described. Because most of the sports media picks identity politics and assigns heroes and villains before any facts or evidence are known. 
And it's not just sports media. It's happening in the last couple of days when it comes to real media as well. It happened with the Colorado shooter, as people defined him as a white mass shooter until it came out that he was an Arab man. And that then undercuts the entire narrative they ran with for a good 12 hours that it's white supremacy in action again. The point I'm getting at is most of these people are not just irresponsible. They're doing the devil's work of not pursuing justice according to the facts and evidence, but rather through the lens of their identity politics and their vision of heroes and villains. So when it comes to Deshaun Watson, I don't know. I will not convict him in the media. There's a lot of smoke. That means there could be fire. It's a problem, and it will be a major story, Clay. Either way, if the charges are trumped up and false, major story. If Sean Watson has a major fall from grace because he's a serial predator, major story. But I don't need to come to a conclusion before everybody else and before the facts and evidence. So here's my thing on it in general, and I, I'm going to write about this later today, I think, to kind of lay out everything that I've said on the radio so far. To me, and, and this is, I think, an easy uh, illustration that people out there listening can, uh, to us can understand. They've probably seen the scales of justice, and and that's basically like you're weighing guilt and evidence, uh, guilt and, uh, and, and, and truth on either side of that scale. And if you look at it, almost every one of those representations, justice is blind. And a lot of times I think we overlook that. But that is a significant aspect of the judicial system. It is that we all have biases, whatever they may be. And the best rendering of justice could be brought to bear if you don't even know who the parties involved are and you can just consider the evidence and weigh it on one side or the other. And to me, what identity politics represents far too often, and I think we're at the worst level of my life that I can remember, is people hear, oh, this is an Asian man, and they think, okay, well, that means one thing, or this is a black woman, and that means another thing. And the way that you and I were trained, me at Vanderbilt, you at Texas, is you got to look at the facts. And the facts, we need to make justice blind. And look, our judicial system is far from perfect. Anything created by men is incredibly imperfect. But it's the best judicial system, I really believe this, that has ever existed in the history of the world. And the way to make it better is not by trying to adjust the results based on the identity, the race, the gender, uh, the religion, the sexuality of any of the people before the court. It's by simply looking at the evidence and treating everybody the exact same to the best of your ability. And our colleagues in the media literally scoff at the idea of Lady Justice wearing a blindfold, of justice being blind. They literally scoff at that. You know, Clay, you and I both have been accused on numerous occasions, and let's just put it out there and be real. We've been accused of being racist. All the time. And sexist, by the way, and homophobic. Like, But yes, anything that you can, because it's not, and, and, and sorry to cut you off, but those arguments are never made based on individual cases, right? They're just kind of tossed out willy-nilly ad hominem in an effort to try to keep you from being involved in a conversation. That's what's happening. Well, if I look at the instances where I have received that insult the most, and I think this applies to you as well, because again, I keep up with your career, it's been in cases and stories that come up where I am reluctant to indict 
at the speed at with which yes. everyone else in the media will do so. Right. Bubba Wallace, George Zimmerman, whatever the case may be, if I say wait, not only do I not know if this person is guilty, much less can I find out what his motivations were and whether or not race was at play, then in turn I become an apologist and I am a racist. Yes. That's the game that is played. So in in other words, Lady Justice wearing her blindfold, seeking to look at things through facts and evidence, is what has made people call you or me or anyone else who's, who's who deigns to do this a racist. And I'm just not going to play that game, and I will go down with the ship on this fight. And, and because I believe that society is flipped. I believe, and you and I have talked about this in the past, and I want to be more clear about this. I believe that racism is in vogue, that looking at people through the prism of their skin is what's popular. They're just calling it anti-racism now. They're not looking at people as individuals. They're not looking at individual circumstances or facts. And every time I turn around, they want to impose upon us our div- divisions and our differences and our, and our divide. And I'm not going to play the game anymore. That is a racist mentality and has to be called out for I agree with you on, uh, on, on that argument in a big way. And I'll mention a couple here. Michael Bennett, remember, um, initially yep. everybody says so uh, NFL, so many of them. So many of them, but as they intersect in the world of sports, Michael Bennett says, hey, Las Vegas police were racist against me. Everybody in uh, NFL media and sports media in general, oh, you poor guy, Michael Bennett. Well, then they released like 120 different camera angles, and none of his story is upheld by the the data that they release, right? And by the way, that story immediately disappeared because the shooting happened in Las Vegas almost right after, I think the same weekend that the Las Vegas police released that report, uh, the LeBron James racist graffiti incident on uh, his gate, that there's never any evidence actually occurred, that the Los Angeles Police Department were never able to determine ever occurred. Everybody just accepts that LeBron's gate was uh, had a racial slur on it. There's never been any evidence that it actually occurred. The Las Vegas, po- I mean, the Los Angeles police investigate that, find no evidence of it whatsoever, never bring any charges against anybody, and that story just disappears. And really, what what I want is, and I, th- I think you understand this, and I think it's important for our listeners too as well. If you're going to be arguing hashtag believe all women, which many people did during the Brett Kavanaugh impeachment uh, hearing, then you need to recognize the flaw of that when you're not saying a word about all of these minority women who are accusing Deshaun Watson. The standard, whether you are a Supreme Court justice or an NFL quarterback or a regular guy that nobody knows at all should be the same. That's what justice is blind means. And and look, when they play their victimhood hierarchy or their heroes and villains games according to identity politics, they don't know what to do when there's a conflict. I do, because if I follow due process, benefit of the doubt, and I also believe in second chances in life, then you'll find me at times also taking what was an unpopular position in the sports media environment of suggesting Greg Hardy deserves another chance to enter the professional workspace or me defending Ezekiel Elliott. He, didn't, the he should have never been suspended. Like, that was one that they got totally wrong in the NFL. Right. So, so the point in this is that's an example of it, race isn't what this is about. It's about whether or not you're going to try and convict people based upon things that have nothing to do with the individual facts of their circumstances. Outstanding stuff, as always, Will Kane. Uh, keep knocking it out of the park on Fox and Friends. Enjoy the rest of your week, and hopefully we'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Take care. 
This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com tirerack.com the way tire buying should be what's the secret to catching prize worthy fish in exotic waters learning to fish like a local with fishing booker hey jonas knox here with fishing booker there's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide with fishingbooker.com you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips use fishing bookers easy to use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Will Kane, fantastic. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. I would encourage you to go back. John McClain in Hour 2 was fantastic. Shannon Spake in Hour 1 discussing all of the different topics of the day, particularly focused on the craziness that is the Deshaun Watson uh, situation going on right now. But I want to take a, a moment to pause here and talk about another situation that happened, the shooting. We've got a lot of listeners in the state of Colorado, and uh, we had a mass shooting that happened in Colorado. And I don't like to talk about these uh, stories very much because I understand that you guys are primarily here for me to talk about the world of sports as uh, as it pertains to to the universe out there. But I do think it's important that we talk about heroism and courage when it emerges. And in particular, athletics has been a big part of, I believe, attacking police as a group for the poor decisions made sometimes by individual police officers. And I don't believe in even naming mass shooters because the data reflects that very often what they're after is media attention. And so for years on this show, I have always said, we'll never mention a mass shooter. Uh, We will never give them the, the credit or the attention that I believe they are seeking. And that's what the data reflects, that people like me in media and also a lot of you out there on social media, the best thing you can do is not name a shooter, but instead to give credence and credit to the heroes. And I want to take a moment to finish the show to thank Officer Eric Talley, who is 51 years old and is with the border, uh, the Boulder Police Department. He responded to 911 calls with this mass shooter and showed up to find this guy trying to kill as many people as he could. And he gave up his life to try to protect the people in his community. And here's what we know about Officer Eric Talley. Uh, He's an 11-year veteran of the Boulder Police Department. And I'm sure he would say the most important thing that he does in his life is he's a parent. Uh, his, uh, His father said, and I'm reading directly a quote, the world lost a great soul. He was a devoted father, seven kids. The youngest was seven and the oldest was 20. And his family was the joy of his life. Officer Talley, born in Houston, raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico, according to his father, joined the police force as a second career when he was 40 years old. According to his dad, he wanted to be a servant. He wanted to serve people. 
And, you know, all kids want to be a policeman. And in many ways, he was a big kid. His sister on Twitter said, Eric Talley is my big brother. He died today in the Boulder shooting. My heart is broken. I cannot explain how beautiful he was and what a devastating loss this is to so many. Fly high, my sweet brother. You always wanted to be a pilot. Soar. And I do think as we finish off the show today, I know there are many police officers across all 50 states listening to this program. And I don't know that I have ever lived through a year where police officers have been more demonized. But I want you all, as we finish the show today, to just think about all of the officer tallies that are out there that when you call 911 or when gunshot shots ring out, they are the heroes who are running to the signs of violence. They are putting their lives on the line every single day. And there are far, far, far more Officer Eric Talley's, the good guys out there, with seven kids ages seven to 20 than there are bad guys. And so for all of you out there, the first responders and the police, I want to say thank you. And I want everybody out there to finish off this show this morning just thinking about what a hero that guy is. Share his story. Share the story of the innocent victims. Do not give attention to mass shooters. It's what they want. We don't and shouldn't reward cowards with attention. We should always shower praise on the heroic and the brave like Officer Eric Talley. Thank you, Officer Talley, and thank you to everybody else out there who will be spending their day risking their lives trying to keep all of us safe. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.